0: Art Bell once said, But I do believe in the paranormal. There are things that our brains just can't understand. draws and fascinates us to the paranormal. Is it trying to figure out what is the cause behind the thing that goes bump in the night? Is it fascination, trying to find the answers to the unknown? Or is it growing up in a haunted house? On today's exciting episode, I attended a ghost hunt event that was hosted by the OC Ghost and Legends group at David Oman's house. There I was able to sit down with a few of the OC Ghost and Legends crew. As we discuss the paranormal, what was their first paranormal experience, what drew them to the unknown, and how they came about to become a paranormal investigator. They also share tips and tricks on how to go about becoming a paranormal investigator and starting your own paranormal investigation group. You definitely don't want to miss it. So grab your iced coffee, your EMF meter, and your voice recorder as we ghost hunt with the OC Ghost and Legends crew at the David Omen House. Hey, booze. It's your girl, Tammy. Unfortunately, Bryce won't be a part of this episode because he is being the fabulous actor that he is on the North Hollywood stages. But he wanted me to send you all a little message. And this is um, from him. Hi. Well, let's just jump into it, shall we? So this past Saturday on April 13th, I... ...attended an event that was thrown and hosted by the OC Ghosts and Legends group, and they're a paranormal investigation group based out of OC, which is uh, Orange County, California, and they hold these amazing ghost hunt events in and around, you know, the Los Angeles OC area... And they were holding an event at the David Oman House. So I had the opportunity to sit with a few of their core members and we talked about ghosts, the paranormal, what drew them into the paranormal and what got them started in investigating the paranormal. And what are the tips and tricks one needs to have when entering this profession of investigating the paranormal and or the unknown for that matter. So they had amazing pieces of advice on that as well as personal ghost stories and a couple of little stories that happened while we were investigating the David Omen house. So to begin with the series of interviews, I spoke with, first off I spoke with Mika who is one of the core members of the OC Ghosts and Legends group. And while I was setting up for the interview in David's living room, Mika walked in through the front doors and walked directly to the foot of the stairs. She stopped and looked around as if she heard something or saw something. And I just immediately was drawn to her and had to sit down with her and speak with her first. So here is my interview with Mika from the OC Ghosts and Legends group as we talk about her paranormal experiences and her sixth sense. So here it is. So I am sitting with Mika. Mika, and you're part of the OC Ghost, I'm going to get this wrong, Ghost and Legends, legends, right? (laughs) Yes, you are. Awesome. So tell me, Mika, how long have you been investigating? I have been investigating since I was about 14 years old. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, since you were 14, Mm -hmm. what made you get into or get involved with the paranormal? Since I was a
1: child, I see apparitions of of family members, dead family members. And I grew up with that. So as I got older, I made the decision to get more involved. So I started investigating. Mm -hmm. And then as the years went on, I decided that maybe it would be time for me to join a group and really... Delve into my intuition and the feelings that I have, and what I've been seeing all my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, that's how, how I began.
0: in the beginning, and we talk about this in our podcast. We have individuals that have your gifts, those gifts of you know having that intuition, that third eye. Um, I guess that sixth sense, and not a lot of them know how to handle it, how to maintain it. And when you were fourteen and experiencing what you were experiencing and seeing what you were seeing. How did you, I guess, how did you approach it? How did you feel? And how did you um, embrace it?
1: I was scared (laughs) because I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what it, it wasn't the fact that they were scaring me. It was, I was scared of my feelings. Like what, what is happening? Like, am I, am I schizophrenic? Am I, do I have a mental illness? Because you start to feel that way when you start hearing things and feeling things Mm -hmm. that nobody else can feel. And I I kind of went and talked to other psychics, talked to other mediums, went and saw, um, you know, people that can read palms and tarot cards. And they opened my eyes to this whole other belief. Like at the time it was like New Age. Oh. And that's how I started, was by talking to those kinds of people. You know, those those people that were approaching me. Right. And as they approached me, I decided, yeah, this is this is okay. This is fine. I can do this. Yeah. I this, so. Became
0: more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Now I can yeah. like you know navigate with it. And right. How did How did your family react to it, or did you tell your family? My
1: dad was very open because he had always had those kinds of gifts, and so my mom was like, you know what, it's okay, because awesome. I see it too. So coming from two people who already are exposed to it and understand it, it helped a lot. It really helped nurture my, it kind of gave me a support system. It nurtured my beliefs and mm-hmm. what
0: I was hearing, and awesome. I wasn't so scary. Yeah, um, we have individuals that, you know, their family members told it. To sh- you're seeing things, and... That's awesome that you had that support system. That's really good. Tell me about your first experience. Like, What was your first sight or vision?
1: I was probably about eight years old. I was in Japan, staying at my uncle's house, and I looked out the door and I saw a woman standing there Oh and it God. was like the ring. it was like you saw the hair and the <gasps> white clothing. It was very detailed. she didn't have feet, but I saw the dress. I saw the arms, the hands,
2: mm-hmm.
0: long fingernails didn't see a face because her face was down. but isn't that a part of a legend in Japan to see a woman like that? I think there's like a legend where it's,
1: it's common it's common it's a common thing because um, in Japan they have lots of suicides right they have lots of um death mm-hmm. um by their own hand because they're very family oriented so if you disgrace your family in any way then you commit suicide and that's kind of oh wow the idea that they have is you know you've disgraced your family because you got an f in your you know in your Studies, or you didn't become this great doctor that you were supposed to be, or Uh, you went to war and you came home. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest disgrace that there is. When you go to war, you don't come home. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, So because it's a country and a belief system that really believes in the paranormal and embraces it,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you get a lot of um, unfinished business, I feel. And so Mm -hmm. they want
0: to be known right you know of course oh my goodness we have david in the back organizing the screen so it will sound a little chaotic in the background guys so tell me um what type of devices and tools do you use in a paranormal investigation
1: for me personally i just stick with the um, audio recorder That's what I use, in a spirit box. And, of course, your body. (laughs) And my intuition, my ears, my senses, um, you know, just trying to be aware of what is happening around me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I hear things, and I'll never catch it on audio, and there's no proof that I've actually heard it. And that's the most frustrating thing, is that how do I explain this to people? Will anybody believe me if I if I tell them I felt this or if I told them I, see, I saw this and I'm the only one what, mm-hmm. you know, what am I going to do
2: right. <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: so you just hope that my audio will catch something and I have I've caught some great EVPs so that has proven to me that I'm not you know crazy and that i'm actually hearing this and that people are trying to reach out and talk to me mm-hmm. so it kind of it's a validation it, being eight years old i i think i ran up to the room because i was downstairs and i ran upstairs to tell my mom i'm like oh my gosh i saw a woman i saw a ghost outside the door i'm like come quick yeah and she was just like go back to bed she's like it's just a ghost and mm-hmm. she's like it's not gonna hurt you go back to bed <laughs>
0: It's yeah, just mom. a ghost. Go mm-hmm. back to
1: bed. Yeah, just <laughs> And that was like, okay. okay. I was like, okay. It's just, she said, it's just a ghost. Go back to bed. So mm-hmm. I trusted my mom. I mean, what else do you do? You trust your mom. So right. I'm like, I'm going to go back to bed. So right. I did. <laughs> and that was my life. So
0: there was a ghost. Go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> See a ghost? Just go back to bed ignore it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. If Bryce was here, he'd be like, I'd be running away, burning the house, everything. <laughs> Bryce is my ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. That's what I do, and sometimes it works, and sometimes they're like, "Hey, no, I want to tell you something, or I need you to notice me." And they just either still stand there and you know watch you, and you just get this feeling that you're being watched, and it's like, "Okay, I know you're there." You get that feeling. A lot of people
0: get. I get that feeling too. Everyone, it's like your intuition saying there's someone there, you know? Because
1: I think they're around. I think they're always around they are Uh, they they Mm -hmm. just you know they just want to be recognized and who doesn't want to be recognized who doesn't want you to notice them you Mm -hmm. know it's like notice me i'm here
0: why do you feel ghosts exist and why are they around
1: sometimes i feel like they're trying to warn you like trying to protect you Mm -hmm. and sometimes i feel it's like i need help Mm mm-hmm and sometimes it's like, I want company. I want a friend. Why aren't you looking at me? Why can't you see me? And I honestly think in some situations, they don't know they're dead. Yes. And that's the hardest one. That's the saddest one. That's the one that makes you go, oh, my gosh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You didn't know until I just told you. Oh,
2: shit.
1: You know? Have you had
0: to tell a ghost yeah. that you're dead? Do you
1: know you're dead? Oh, no. I'm, sometimes I get confused. Sometimes I get lost do you know you're gone? And then you just get that feeling of, I don't think they they knew until now. and wow. And then that's when we have a medium on our team, and we're kind of like, can you help them, guide them to the light? Yeah, go to the other you know, side. So they can be released really of this, because they didn't know. Wow. And that's the hard one. Hmm. So that's what um, my life has been like. And... That's what you try to do. You try to help. Mm -hmm. And that's... I always say, if you don't want to talk to me, you don't have to talk to me. I'm not here to pry into your life. I don't need to know the answers to these questions. Mm -hmm. But if you do want me to know something, tell me. Or answer my questions. Talk to me and, you know... But I always leave it up to them. I'm not one of those investigators that gets frustrated or angry if they don't talk Mm
3: -hmm. because
1: what if they're not comfortable what if i was in their situation what if Mm -hmm. you know what if i was stuck right you know and i didn't know what to say or if i didn't want to talk to you if i didn't like you who's to say that they even like me who's to say that they even speak my language and they even understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so if you understand that then i think you have a good floor Mm -hmm. to to start with that's true. So you have to understand, like, put yourself in their position, right, like where they're at, and that's what I try to do.
0: What do you think of some of these paranormal investigation shows? I, I'm sure you know which one I'm gonna ask you about. <laughs> I'm not thrilled with um... <laughs> the Boo and Fetch uh, Adventures, as I call them. <laughs>
1: I think those investigators, and I know which one you're referring yeah. to, I think as a human being, he's a great person. I think what he's doing is great and mm-hmm. wonderful for him. For me personally, I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but I'm not here to throw my opinion or judgment at somebody else who's right. doing the same exact thing that I'm doing, but in a different way. Right. So I, you know, I respect him mm-hmm. and if that's what he wants to do, then that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But for me... I want to take a different approach I'm more kind of like the other show where they try to help and help families and Mm -hmm. help the situation and I'm more into that like I want to be more helpful than I want to interrogate or scare or Mm -hmm. try to make something happen that
0: might not happen yeah there's a purpose you Mm -hmm. have a greater purpose for it yeah how long have you been with the Orange County Ghosts and Legends? Group? I think I joined the team back in 2007?
1: No, sixteen, seventeen. I want to say. Mm-hmm. But I've been friends with um, Chris, the owner, for quite a few years. So we were friends way before I started. He was investigating even before I decided to join. Awesome. More on a... On a, I guess it's like a hobby, but I took it further than just a hobby. I took it more of, um, with seriousness. Like I want to be an investigator. I really want to because you care, yeah. And I want to help, not
0: just the living, but I want to help the dead. The dead, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. Being a female in this industry, and being a female paranormal investigator. Um, I've spoken to other females that have been in this field, and you know, it's they have some good things to say and some bad things to say. You know, how how has your experience been as a female in this field?
1: I think because I started with a really great team mm-hmm. who tw- who treated me as equal—that's good—and saw me as just an investigator and just a human being. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really lucky. I don't want to separate myself as saying, you know, oh, I'm a female. I just want to be an investigator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it always seems to be a man's universe or a man's field or a man's, you know, workforce. Mm-hmm. But I don't really see it that way. I don't want to be like, you know, the investigator babe or the investigator no, girl. No, yeah. <laughs> I just want to be a really good investigator that has the respect of people.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think when you get past that whole... You know, I want to break the barrier and make it female. Well, I don't belong to an all-female team. I belong to, until recently, a mostly male-dominated team. Mm-hmm. But I never felt like... I always felt one of the group never separated. So That's awesome. I'm sorry if females feel that way. <laughs> but I, I, I'm in a great team. That's good. And that makes a huge difference.
0: It does. It really... I mean, you are part of a family. You're mm-hmm. part of a group that is, you know... You know, in that has the same you know aspirations and care and feeling we, like you do. We all have our strengths and mm-hmm. we all have our weaknesses. We're all different,
1: and we all have different personalities <laughs> and different beliefs. Like mm-hmm. some of us are skeptics, and we do. We have a skeptic on the team. We have oh, a wow. medium on the team. We have a believer in on the team. We have an open-minded skeptic on the team. Um, you know, I. I can't help but be skeptic of some things, noises and stuff like that. But if I see something, I have to believe Mm -hmm. because no one else is seeing it. No one else is hearing it but me. No one else is feeling it but me. So I have to believe in myself. But, you know, I do question some things like noises and, you know, certain events. I I question, Mm -hmm. but then other times it's like, Well, it has to be something. It might not be a ghost, or it might not be, you know, something paranormal. But it is something. Right. And if I can't
0: figure out the source of it, then
2: who knows? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So tell me about walking into David's house, because I was doing some notes here, Mm -hmm. and I noticed that you stopped at the stairs and you looked at the patio, and then you turned right and you looked at the other patio. Mm -hmm yeah you i i feel like you saw or heard or felt something i do there
1: is there is something here um energy there's different there's different energy there's different spots of energy <laughs> so at the staircase is one um outside is mm-hmm. another there's stuff outside that's not even connected to the actual home it's out outside, there outside outside yeah. Um but I do think that it does come in and it does go out. It it's able to comes get, and goes. Comes and goes as it pleases. Wow. Um but there is something here. Like I'm getting chills right now, there is something here. hmm Um but it's not one. It's a it's a few. It even be several. Mm-hmm. And um they feel comfortable enough to use this as kind of a I've never been here before, so I'm gonna say like a vortex or a portal. Safe harbor where they're recognized, yeah. but they come here and they feel They feel like it, it's okay. This is an okay place to be. This is their safe house. Yeah. This is not a place where they're going to be pressured. They don't have to talk. They don't have to do things that they don't want to do. Mm-hmm. This is okay. This, this place is okay, but they are here. They are here. You get yeah. that. No, oh, yeah. yeah. That. <laughs> Especially right right there um what did you see over there you stopped something there that was telling me to stop right at that point Mm -hmm. but that's why I looked at the door because I don't think it was necessarily coming from the stairway I think it was coming from the patio Mm -hmm. and it was just like stop so I stopped and then I'm like okay I'm not supposed to go any further than this so that's why I turned around and walked away yeah and then I went down how did you feel when you went down like it was okay at that point but for oh, wow. some reason, at that time, it wasn't okay.
0: Gee, I wonder if they, they, uh, they were like, wait, we got to check you out. <laughs> She's
1: and good. Then, you could proceed. And then I, Yeah, then when I went down, and then when I looked in the window, I saw the cat, and the cat's face was looking at me. So I'm
4: like, the
1: okay, yes, the no, black and white cat. Out. So I'm like, okay, so the cat's okay. So I was just like, and then I was able to go about my business, but when I was mm-hmm. coming back up, I also stopped at the second floor yes. too, and I and I So, but then I was just like, okay, but the cat was looking at me like, okay,
2: what? (laughs) What do you want from me? Let
0: me
1: be a cat. There's definitely something, something there. So I'm excited to find out what more they have to say, if anything at all.
0: What do you feel, uh, or what do you expect to get from this place tonight?
1: expect to get some hopefully some we have some questions hopefully we'll get some answers um mainly it's like who who are you you know who if you want to talk who are you yeah what what do you want to say do you have anything to say you know to Mr. Mm -hmm. Omen. do you have anything to say you know to to us to the team or are you just here you know just I don't know. Do you like the animals? I mean, some ghosts... I, I figure when I die, I'm going to go where the animals are. Of so, Oh, you know. you're going to be one
0: of those ghosts that are yeah. like, I want to stand in front of a cat and yeah. the crap out of this out of its owner. Yeah, right. so I'm going to go where the
2: animals are. So I don't... You know, I'm going to
0: be like, where are the dogs? I just want to We're on the second floor. Yes. Like, I dolly. think when we pass, it's like first thing that you ask... Your, you, you, you ask whoever's at the gate, it's like, where are the dogs? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's my first
2: question
1: for, for the cats for see mm-hmm. where are the cats were the dogs were the animals that's that's what I would do but um you know some ghosts might be it might even be objects within the home that mm-hmm. they're attracted to so answer to those kind of types of questions you know what what has brought you here right and what do you need mm-hmm. you know and do you have any messages
0: now um before I let you go um what advice do you have for other individuals that want to get into this field that want to be an investigator
1: don't don't hide your freak don't hide your crazy yes. um don't be afraid approach everything with an open mind and who cares what other people think um there are people here to support you. There are groups out there that do paranormal investigations that do exactly what we do. Um, join us, you know, and join those groups and get involved and go experience.
2: Don't
1: do that. You know, experience what you want to experience and don't hold back from that experience. If you hear something, if you feel something, if you, be, whatever you believe, that's you. That's, you know, that's all, that's all you. So don't be afraid of
0: that. Embrace it and do what you want to do. What advice do you have for individuals that have a sixth sense, that have those abilities to see?
1: If you have it,
0: again, embrace it. Don't afraid to
1: tell people about it. Um, If you really are uncomfortable with it, go find a spiritualist or a spiritual place where there's people of like mind where you can hone those skills and make it so it works for you and not against you. Because if it works against you, you're going to be afraid of it and you're going to want to run from it. But it's not going to do you any good. Mm -hmm. So just embrace it and then learn how to control it. Hone those fine skills. And you'll be successful in being a medium or being, you know, whatever it is, a tarot reader or a palm reader, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And there's a space for you. There's a place for you on this planet. So don't be afraid of it.
0: my next interview is with Mike. He is one of the core members of the OC Ghosts and Legends group, and he's more of the tech guy. And when I first met him, he was helping David out in the front with the projector, trying to get the cables for the cameras to project the images from the CCTV footage onto that screen and just as a little side note guys you'll hear David in the background running in and out trying to set up because this was a huge event and of course when you attend an event that is thrown by David and the OC group then it's gonna be an amazing and perfected event so here's my interview with Mike
5: I'm Mike Manny I'm part of Orange County Ghosts and Legends I'm one of the investigators and. In uh, and when we're not doing investigations, when we're doing events and things like that, I'm usually one of the core members uh, leading the the uh, the guest investigators.
0: Awesome! How long have you been with the OC Ghost and Legends? Uh, for
5: probably about two and a half years now. Yes. Now, do you like?
0: Uh, I guess direct or monitor a certain type of department within Ghosts and Legends, or do you maintain like sound or any t- sort of equipment, or you're just pretty much just all around investigator?
5: I'm one of the one of the tech guys as oh. well as one of the investigators. So when it comes to setup, um, especially like cameras and uh, any audio stuff like that, I uh, I help put up the uh, audio and test all the equipment uh, on the video and. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of share the responsibility of kind of monitoring the video and whatnot. But, uh,
0: yes, I saw the stressful task with you and David (laughs) outside. (laughs) So how long have you been a paranormal investigator? Uh,
5: seriously, uh, since I joined OCGL kind of on my own Has just kind of been a a here and there because, Mm -hmm. you know, my work you know, in the past was didn 't really allow me to kind of be part of a team or anything like that, mm-hmm. so it was just one of those personal experience kind of the things that would happen around you know, wherever I happened to be living at the time so
0: that 's interesting we 're going to hit that
5: What got you into the paranormal uh, started fairly early, probably about six years old uh, living in New Mexico. Uh, that's you know, a
0: pretty my, paranormal place.
5: <laughs> yeah. so had, that's when I had my first paranormal experience in, in, a, in, a, in a much older house at the time. Do tell. This was probably just about before my father shipped off to, to Vietnam because uh, I'm an Air Force brat. Um, and so they were throwing a party and we were living in a house uh, off base, two stories with a basement. Uh, and myself, my sister and, and a friend of mine, we were... You know, doing our thing while the adults were doing you know their party thing, and uh, we having to look upstairs at the time, and it was kind of dark up there, and that's when we saw a little shadow figure of a small, whatever it was, and of course. You know, anytime we'd ever be up there during the daytime, it was one of those areas where you just felt like something was watching you. And so didn't like spending much time up there, especially <laughs> alone. So.
0: I, I, I mean, I'm sure people would feel the same way, of yeah. course. I mean, I
5: felt more comfortable in the dark basement than I did upstairs. Stop. Yeah.
0: There's no activity in the basement? Not really
5: much in the basement, but oh up up on the... yeah, it was...
0: Did you uh, end up learning, like the history of the house why you know this activity was occurring
5: no because you know again six, six years, years old. old or
0: as you got older did you ever learn anything about the house that you grew up in or not,
5: like i said air force brat
0: oh so you're constantly moving yeah so
5: constantly move, you know so once my dad came back we moved off to another place and, mm-hmm. you know, and that was it <laughs> and that was it you know until uh really not till adulthood until i moved to Japan because I was I was in the Air Force as well Mm -hmm. Um, and living in one of the houses on on base and there were a lot of different buildings on the base that were notoriously haunted I mean Japan just in and of it the country itself is just just
0: really haunted filled with spirits oh yeah
5: Um, so that particular place that we were living in was had activity in it all the time and it was kind of Uh, kind of focused on myself. So shadow figure, you know, looking at me, you know, three feet in front of me, wondering what I was doing. I thought it was one of my kids that was up. (laughs) So I chased it around the house to find out where it was. Everybody else was asleep and didn't know what it was.
0: That is interesting. So you, instead of being scared, you're just like, what are you? Who this? I'm going to chase you around. That's awesome. So you like went after it. Oh yeah. Now how, I mean, did you ever talk to your parents about what you were seeing or approach them about the ongoings uh, of
5: later on I mean like I talked to my my mother about uh, you know the New Mexico house my right. the experiences there and she kind of confirmed with me about you know the feeling upstairs she didn't like she didn't like being upstairs, upstairs as oh well. that's
0: awesome that she didn't brush it off with right. you that she was like Oh, no, son, I saw the same shit, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ignored it, <laughs> pretty uh, much. Yeah, what about your father? He was just like, nope, just nothing.
5: No, I mean, he's never really had much in the way of experiences or anything like mm-hmm. that, so, um, and um, he's never really had any uh, interest mm-hmm. in, in, in the paranormal, but, you know, like me, you know, ever since that little period when I was six year old, six years old, and, you know, you, you to have those periods where you had uh at school and they would come and have the book fair and you mm-hmm. want to get books and stuff like that oh
0: yeah the scholastic Bo- book fair yeah right, the
5: scholastic book fair yeah i remember i was that. always looking where are the ghost books <gasps> me Where's the paranormal
0: books? oh my god me too <laughs> book, i want that book oh my god that yes yes i was the same child mm-hmm. yes true uh ghost stories to tell in, the-, in mm-hmm. the dark volumes one two and three anything of the paranormal or ufo i was all for it yeah Oh my goodness. That's so cool. So tell me, um, what types of devices that, that you use in an investigation? What are your devices of choice?
5: Um, one of my major devices that I like to use is the portal box Ooh. or the spirit. Uh, one's called the spirit box, spirit box. You know, the small one, I, I use that occasionally, but the portal app as well as the phasma box as well, uh, very similar to the things that you would probably see from some of the shows that are, you
0: know. Now, is that the device that lights up, it makes a noise whenever something's around or communicating or trying to communicate with you? Well,
5: this one would be, um, it, it uses a, a, a word databank.
0: Oh, And okay. it uses a little
5: bit of echo in there to kind of help you, assist you in understanding what the words are. Yes.
0: Um,
5: except, you know, when you're playing the, the databank, the word databank, it's, typically playing it backwards mm-hmm. and one of, one of the ones i use the latest version it plays it backwards and it plays it in latin
0: that's even scarier so when you hear something come across in english especially on, it's
2: going
6: to sound like the devil great yeah.
2: wonderful
0: <laughs> um do you have anything um i would say do you have any advice for individuals that want to get into the field of the paranormal that want to be an investigator like what words of advice do you have for them
5: uh, start off with the basics, uh, you know. I mean, I mean the main, like the main piece that everybody should be using is is the digital recorder, because that's what's mm-hmm. gathering the evidence. You always want, you know, that EVPs, you know, video stuff. That's kind of one in a lifetime kind of captures and things like that. So we don't really rely. So when you see uh, setting up video, we're using the video to kind to. Of, uh, Cross check to make sure accountability. Mm-hmm. So, if we catch an EVP, we know where everybody else is in the house and we can account for everybody's. But it's when we catch those, you know, those Class A EVPs and nobody heard it, but they answered your questions clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, get a good digital recorder. Obviously, when you're in the house, you know, you let things settle. Don't antagonize. You know, you're mm-hmm. there to to, uh, to get answers. You're not there to
0: don't be a bully. <laughs> right, Don't be a bully. Don't be a bully you at know, all.
5: Because you know, if you know, whoever you're, uh, whoever's invited you into their house or their uh, their facility, you know, they're there to get answers, and you're there to provide them with the answers. So, mm-hmm. um, so always, you know, go to an investigation that way. Uh, even if you're, oh, and probably the other one is don't investigate your own house. <laughs>
0: um, have you had to make some house calls because people ended up doing that and they invited something in?
5: Is that uh, what it was? I haven't personally. <laughs> Chris may have. Um, we kind of, you know, when we are doing, if we do a, a personal house or anything like that, you know, we kind of give them that kind of advice of, um, you know, Don't to document, <laughs> and We say, okay, if there is something in your house, start documenting, start okay. writing things down. That's y- good if you've got a digital recorder, you know, uh, go ahead and record those things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if that, you have consistent activities going on like that, then we need, need to step in and figure out what's going on and assist
0: you that's true david here whenever we do investigations the bit, like this is what i learned you know time date and where like mm-hmm. what time where it happened when it happened what did you see or hear right you know that's very important that's mm-hmm. true because people don't know how to approach it when they're oh i think i saw something well right when was it what time
5: mm-hmm. what did you feel kind of and, thing and they sometimes uh you know uh they'll provide video and they're like, oh, we saw this thing going across the screen or something like that. And you know, nine times out of 10, we'll be able to debunk it.
0: It's your cat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's your cat,
5: or it's a bug, it's a spider that's crawling across your lens right. or something like that, so. mm-hmm. or it's dust.
0: Dust, always oh. dust, oh. 90% of the time it's dust. Yeah. What do you expect to get from um, your investigation tonight at David Omen's house? Um.
5: We're here as in uh, to, to facilitate our for our guest investigators mm-hmm. and the guests that are be coming in here so you know, obviously we'll have our digital recorders going we'll be using all the different devices that uh, that we can uh, uh, utilize or have them utilize mm-hmm. and hopefully they have an experience but um,
0: you feel like you're gonna collect a lot of data from here a lot of good stuff like a lot of good
5: evps or ev bitch pleases that was nothing i mean i've been to this house a couple of times and Mm -hmm. i I haven't been disappointed yeah so um, (laughs) so it'll be interesting especially you know depending on the type of energy that the guests bring to the house may elevate things
0: that's true it's what you put into the salad as david once quoted well thank you so much mike for sitting oh standing here and answering our questions awesome thank you after my interview with mike we noticed that the atmosphere in the house it's changing with the third action figure on david's fish tank has fallen forward, and if you're not too familiar with that story, then I highly recommend you watch the Ghost Adventures episode of the David Omen House. But I make my way towards Aja, who is the newest member of the OC Ghosts and Legends group.
6: Hi, I'm Aja. And
0: Aja, you're part of the OC Ghosts and Legends group? Yes, that's and, correct. from what I understand, you're a
6: new member, right? I am, brand new. Oh my gosh, how do you feel? Um, I feel great. I'm super excited tonight about what we might find or experience. So is this your first time at David Owen's house? Yes. Oh Uh my goodness. So tell me, um, Asha, what, uh, made you get into the paranormal? What like pulled you into this realm? Oh my gosh, so many experiences mm-hmm. um, as a child, growing up, dreams, seeing things, feeling things, um, all sorts of things. I can go on oh, forever. Okay. So, Let's start with your first paranormal experience, because I've noticed that
0: um, with my other interviews, uh-huh. they started with their childhood experiences, their mm-hmm. first ones, their first apparition that they've seen or shadow person. What was your first experience? Um, well...
6: I would have to say the first thing I actually saw was when, um, in my adult life, um, it was when my grandfather actually passed away um, in my parents' house, and I happened to be there with my son, and the entire night my son was very restless, and he sleeps through the night all the time, Um, and then just all of a sudden I just remember being awakened somehow, and I fluttered my eyes, and my grandpa was, like, standing at the end of my bed. It was the oh, weirdest wow. thing, and I was like, oh, my God, like, Grandpa, is that you? And he just kind of, like, looked at me, and he looked sorrowful, but at the same time, I could tell in his eyes he was saying goodbye, so I just started talking to him and telling him, Grandpa, like, I love you so much. You know, if you have to go, it's okay. You have to go. Um, I love you. And then that was it, and the next thing I knew – everything went dark and then i got up i went downstairs and my grandpa had passed away so yeah so then after that i mean just a whole bunch of other things just kind of started flooding in wow
0: how old were you when this
6: happened um like late 20s yeah oh wow yeah yeah
0: Jeez! and ever since then it just started like
6: seemed like it just opened the floodgate after that (laughs) just (laughs) like like... I started seeing things I started feeling more things it's your paranormal
0: puberty just spiking right there
6: right at that moment (laughs) it's like okay get her she's open (laughs) you know get along but yeah 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 so how long have you been
0: investigating in the paranormal
6: um well this is my first like actual investigation but um I've been just kind of like a seeker going to different, like, homes that they say it has paranormal energy. And you can definitely feel it. Um, I think one of the first times I actually felt the energy, it felt like, um, I'm not sure if I walked through a spirit or Dixie on the team. She says it's like you're walking through a vortex, which I kind of... 100%. Yeah, I kind of agree with that because it's almost like when something bad happens in one spot it leaves like a stain of energy like almost if you like would knock over a glass of red wine onto some white carpet it's Mm -hmm. just there you can't get it up yeah so I think that's like kind of what happens in certain places especially homes hotels buildings and things like that so if you happen to walk through something like that it almost for me Feels like I'm diving head first into some water that's super duper deep. And I don't know if you can like relate to that, but it feels like your head is being pushed back Mm -hmm. really, really hard, yeah, all over. And um, your head is just kind of like going in in this weird spinning vortex, and it feels very, very heavy, yeah, until you walk through, you know. Is that what
0: you're feeling right now when Um, you first set foot into this house? Is that the feeling that you got?
6: Um, when I walked down the stairs, about one flight of stairs, as I walked through the hallway, I felt it just a little bit, just almost like a quick, like, spin.
0: Wow. Yeah.
6: <clears throat> that's that's awesome. That's what yeah, I felt,
0: yeah. too, when, right when I, when I first investigated the house. It was, like, mm-hmm. the second floor. It's, like, I could feel this compression yeah. in my head begin. Yeah. And then when you hit the third floor, it's, like... it's a party it's a rave in my head all of a sudden it's like all the pressure is just like shake it feels like someone's shaking you (laughs) it does like baby shaking you baby
6: shaking. yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. or you feel like um like you're almost like short of breath for no reason yes standing still Yes, and then it's like you have to consciously say (gasps) (laughs) breathe breathe now (laughs) you know it's weird (laughs) yeah yeah
0: tell me what are your devices of choice when you go into an investigation what do you like to work with
6: um just what i'm feeling um so your sometimes body. my body yeah. yeah just what I'm feeling um I've used a pendulum pendulum before oh you're me you're yeah, so yeah, me I, I like, like my pendulum. body's my tool
0: my pendulum yes. my lip gloss because I will get cold <laughs> my lips will get chapped <laughs> that's
6: so funny yeah yeah yeah. that or just um I don't know sometimes I've been used to I, I like to use when I buy myself maybe oracle cards or tarot cards things mm-hmm. of that nature um so yeah
0: Oh, how long have you been working with the Tarot?
6: Um probably like ten years or so? Ten years? Yeah, well, wow. yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah it it does take time it does it does um i especially love when you as you're shuffling the cards and then one just flies out and you're like oh okay thank you <laughs> that's true you're like, yeah yeah i got it got that message got Thanks. it okay so you're telling me to put, put them up now. okay mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: so tell me what do you expect to collect from tonight's investigation or from you know other individuals that are
6: investigating do you you know, expect to collect a lot of great EVPs, maybe some great footage. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that we get some EVPs, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully someone's there in the spiritual realm that would like to speak to us, communicate with us. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully we can see some things moving. Um, Our little, um, I think they call it a dazzler. It's like this little keyboard. It likes to go off every now and then, and Mm -hmm. it's just sitting there like nothing's touching it. And the weirdest thing is that it plays a song that I don't think you can playing hitting heard that a
0: yes was that-, that here in the first floor yes I was
6: yes, writing notes no. oh my god it's, it's, it's like,
0: like I feel like yeah. a ghost sitting in that corner because I, like I saw yeah. Mika coming to the foot of the stairs and she stops and she starts to look yes. to her left and then it's to almost, her right yeah and then five minutes later or yeah. ten minutes later I hear that thing go off I like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh my god mm-hmm. so that is triggered by something. I think so. In the atmosphere. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Already stuff is happening.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we haven't even asked for anything yet. So yeah, it just kind of went off. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
0: tell me, um, what is like being a female paranormal investigator in, you know, this sector, in this concentration?
6: Um, well so far it's been great. It's been great? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm nothing I don't feel different or anything like that from the from the males here. I mean everybody's pretty much yeah. You're here to investigate. Yeah, <laughs> here to investigate. Yeah, yeah. I just asked
0: because I feel like at times it could be such a male-dominated, you know, industry. Oh, yeah, really?
6: yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. I've never really. That's good. T- well, yeah, probably because like I'm, I'm so used to being, you know, around men all the time. Like I was even in the, in the military, so. There you go. I don't even <laughs> notice it most times. Like, oh, I'm the only girl I'm around. <laughs> I that, like at the end, as I'm leaving, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you
0: have any advice for anyone out there who is interested in getting into the getting involved in the paranormal, becoming a paranormal investigator? Like, what words of advice do you have for them?
6: Um, I would say definitely ground yourself protect yourself do Mm -hmm. that investigation you know about how to protect yourself so you don't bring things home with you anything like unwanted Mm -hmm. um and how to definitely kind of keep yourself encapsulated in your own energy so that you know you're not bothered by it once you're done Mm -hmm. if that makes sense does perfectly make sense because yeah
0: I, there's a lot of green investigators out there that you know they i applaud them for you know going out there and trying to find an answer for mm-hmm. a question that we're all looking for we're searching for right, right. but they do it the wrong way you know yeah, and they end yeah. up bringing something home with them something ends up attaching to them right. and then right. that's when the games really begin
6: Right. Right. And that's and that can be very dangerous. So, um, yeah, I think my my first, you know, piece of advice would be definitely go about it the right way. Learn how to spiritually protect yourself, like Mm -hmm. whoever it is, whatever it is you pray to, like get that energy around you. Get good at that. Get good at mastering your own energy and your own thought process and what you're really about on the inside, because things on the other side of the veil will definitely attach to like, like attracts like in every instance. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. How did you prepare yourself mentally for tonight? Um, Well, I have my, my little stones, my beads (laughs) here, um, and, uh, just prayer and, um, just kind of actually envisioning myself in like a spiritual little bubble. That's good. You know, just keeping my energy close and, um, yeah, just kind of being an observer, walking around in a in a bubble. I see. Mm-hmm. Asha, if I was a ghost, I would follow you. Oh, thank,
0: you. <laughs> you, have thank good, you.
6: You got good juju,
0: girl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for answering a couple of my questions, so and great. good luck tonight.
6: Thank you. Mm-hmm. thank you.
0: We now make our way to Andrew, and what I liked about Andrew was the fact that he was very much drawn to the unknown for a very long time, not coming from personal experiences, but just having a personal interest. So here is my interview with Andrew.
3: My name is Andrew. I'm a core investigator, and I've been part of the team since 2015.
0: Awesome. And how long have you been investigating?
3: Honestly, since I joined the team is when I've been investigating.
0: So since 2015. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been, have you, how long have you had this interest in the par- paranormal? And what made you, like, dive deep into the paranormal?
3: Um, pretty much, I always watched, like, the Ghost Hunters, the Ghost Adventures and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I was always kind of wondered if this was fake, real, you know, if it was a mixture of both. Uh-huh. And so I ended up, my uh, sister lives in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So we went and visit her one Thanksgiving, and we ended up staying at the Stanley Hotel. <gasps>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, so, if you're with
3: the, so when you're familiar with the Stanley Hotel. That old
0: the, hotel. You
3: know, the Shining and stuff course, like that. Of course, yeah. Um, and we ended up staying there for a night, and we did their paranormal investigation tour. Oh, and That's was, the
0: walking tour, right, that they have. I think it's, like, between, like, 9 to 11 p.m.
3: or something. Uh, this one was actually a little, I think we met, like, at 9, 9.30. Yeah. But then we ended up going later to like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my
0: gosh. This wow. is when they
3: actually did it. So all the other times it wasn't, um, I think they just do, like, a walking tour. and I don't think they do the actual investigation
2: uh-huh.
3: tour anymore. Um, but there were some things that kind of happened during that tour. It's, like, it got me intrigued a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I started kind of researching teams, and then I started getting my own equipment. This was probably 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm.
2: And
0: I ended up doing the
3: Queen Mary. Oh, wow. And then uh, did the tour there, and then um, did a tour, one of our level two, which is our Black Star Canyon Ghost Walk.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. so
3: I did that tour, and I did our level one as a guest, mm-hmm. which is the San Juan Capistrano walking tour, mm-hmm. Chris was the guy both times, and but during the uh, the second, the level two one, he was kind of mentioning about they were looking for new people. Wow. And and I was kind of intrigued, so I, I found out the information and stuff like that, and I applied, and um, I heard back from him and did a little trial run with him, with him and a few of the other members. Mm-hmm. Uh, they maybe crawl underneath the dark bridge. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they kind of had to put me. You, know, you, know.
0: you literally had to crawl well, you know, <laughs> for you know, this position. The, um,
3: well, there was a a bridge like the first. I would call it the first bridge because literally the, on mm-hmm. the first bridge. We usually stop there if it's an extended tour, like into the depths type tour. Right, go a little bit further in. So we decided just to go in, just to see, go underneath, just to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, to see if they could capture anything. And we were able to catch a few VPs down there as well and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, ever since then, it's, uh, they brought me on board and still doing, still doing it. Mm-hmm. It's every, every new case, every new, yeah you know, locations, bringing something new and exciting to things. it's always
0: something different when you walk it it's never like repetitive or the same you just never know what you're walking into and that's what attracts you huh yeah
3: and it's uh, it's weird though because like some locations like it could be a complete like done nothing happens and stuff like that and then we go back through our audio and it's it just goes off like we just get all these evps and Mm -hmm. stuff like that we're even at one of the places, one of my first investigations, it was quiet the whole entire night. And mm-hmm. then we were getting Class A EVPs, so we were getting somebody, like an EVP, actually laughing. Oh, my God. i one, uh, one of our investigators, because they, uh, they used part of the location as, like, a comedy. Mm-hmm. And he asked the question, like... Uh, do you do you like the comedy you often to hear like a laugh or something like that?
0: See, guys, ghosts have personality. They yep. they like a good joke.
3: <laughs> we actually we went to um, a place over by the clown hotel. Um, it's in no- Tonopah, Nevada. Uh huh. And one of the guest books, one of the guest logins says like you know do ghosts fart. <laughs> and we actually, we actually put, and we actually put it on like our YouTube or in Facebook, stuff like that. It was like Chris and one of our other investigators at the time were talking about it too, because they were on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird. Like we were just kind of talking about it. It's just like, man, do ghosts really fart? Like, you know, it, you know, but it's like they have, like, they have like, you know, do they, you know, do, do they really fart? Because they were talking about how they, you know, they were just talking about what they were reading and how this couple it was like it was a couple they were saying like the wife was blaming her husband and like the husband said it wasn't me type thing
0: interesting yeah so don't like pan it off as demonic it could be that ghosts really do fart we have listeners that like ask uh those questions during investigations Mm -hmm. like do ghosts burp do they fart do they have sex (laughs) yeah
3: yeah but we just kind of find we never really came across them like a ghost garden, but, but we but, we, you know, <laughs> but
0: like, I strive to collect that evidence soon <laughs>
3: Yeah, but, we, but it was just but it was just we kind of found it just reading like people's experiences and stuff like that which is kind of mm-hmm. um, it was just kind of interesting that we kind of like because they kind of put like another like a spin or another mm-hmm. thing on it so yeah we just we kind of had to laugh at it a little bit just because it's like we never really put ghosts in parts or ghosts in jokes and stuff like that together. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So tell me Andrew in an investigation what are your device your devices of choice? Um what type of devices do you like working with in an investigation?
3: Uh for me, well I, I can never go can never go with a, a recorder. Of course. That's that's an investigator that's an investigator's like uh, like number, one, number tool. one tool. Yeah. Um regardless whatever it is it's, you know, it's your number one tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, some people swear by it. Some people do, you know, on the fence. But, like, for me, it's a spirit box. Yes. Uh, I, I love the spirit box for me. It's just, like, I don't use it a lot during, the, like, tours and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's just, um, I know there's some other people like to use, uh, like, the video or, you know, even our mic. He like he has this, the portal yeah that's his like the portal the phasma box i saw
0: that downstairs yes. holy shit like i've seen it in shows and it's yeah. like so amazing to see it in person and yeah. they're already getting voices coming through
3: yeah that's that's his that's mike's like go-to yeah that's box. what he
0: mentioned too yeah. he love he likes mm-hmm. using that device yeah oh my goodness so um that's interesting that you join this group not based on your personal experiences mm-hmm. you're just you just join based on seeking the truth and just yeah. your personal interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
3: Yeah. I try to keep, you know, you know, level head on anything because, you know, we, cause for, uh, for Orange County Ghosts and Legends, we, you know, we're a very scientific type group where we, ha- we try to debunk every situation and try to figure out what it is or what it could be. Yeah. You know, something that's logical. So we always try to find...
0: That's awesome. You
3: know, it's like if you hear... Wood creaking and stuff like that. It was like, okay, well, one, where is everybody? Two, right? Is it how you know, could it be the building, could it be this? You know, there's so we try to think of other things to what it could be because you know, paranormal is kind of one of those things where people, you know, it's like, are skeptic, they don't believe it, and stuff like that. so we had to think of, okay, what are people going to think of it? Or what like, so if we hear, mm-hmm. so if we hear like an EVP and it said you know let's say if it says your name tammy
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's like okay they're gonna probably think of that as, oh that's gonna be you know how do you know that's not another team member and stuff like that and that's why we that's why on our team like we always kind of partner up where there's always somebody with us so we always have that somebody else to kind of claim right and stuff like that but we were trying to find something logical what it could be what it is what it isn't and stuff like that and we that's just, good yeah
0: last time i was here um no, like i think it was like two trips ago mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been investigating this place since october but there's this one paranormal group that every knock ding sound they panned it to paranormal and mm-hmm. i would tell them that's someone flushing the toilet that's david slamming a door so yeah that's good that you guys just like go with the logical route like yeah. okay you ask yourself the questions that's awesome yeah
3: so we always show because i know like chris he's a uh chris is a um open-minded skeptic i kind of consider myself an open-minded skeptic yes so like i'm kind of i believe it but i also like try to look find the you know the logical behind things and stuff like that's that. that's
0: good yeah so it's always mm-hmm. there's always an explanation for something
3: yeah so we always try to figure out when we hear something we try to go through everything and try to figure out what is logical if, if we can come with a logical exp- you know explanation if we can't we're not gonna actually at least i don't at least on the team i can not speak for the rest of the team but i don't say that oh it's um you know, I don't say it's gonna be a ghost. I just like I don't know what this is. It's unusual, yes, but you know. But we're always looking. You know, if somebody came up and said, "Oh, you know, I think it could be this," then it's you know, okay, mm-hmm. we're open. We're open to other people suggesting what they think that could be. You know, type thing. So if they said, "Oh, that's I that could be like a the wind or something like that." And when right. You think about that, then you know. On well, nah, that. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what advice do you have for? anyone that wants to get in the field, anyone that wants to pursue uh, becoming, like, a paranormal investigator?
3: Um, I kind of, I suggest, you know, for me, like, I, you know, I say, you know, keep an open mind. You know, mm-hmm. not everything is always going to be um, you know, everything's not going to be, like, a uh, a ghost or something paranormal. It could be unexplained. There's, you know, always just keeping open mind about things. And so don't always rule out something that's going to be paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the only advice. And just keep an open mind to everything. And try right. To keep yourself together. Because even though you might have some things that are going to be really hectic and chaotic, you know, just, you know, for me, I, you know, try to keep composed and stuff.
4: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did you feel anything um, here in David Oman's house or
3: nothing really down i i don't really feel anything here mm-hmm. I mean, i'm not like a sensitive or a medium or anything like that mm-hmm. um i know the first time the team came out here uh we were doing a facebook live stream and we heard something on the theater room which is the bottom floor yeah we heard a uh, an actual like evp happen Right then and wow, there. Wow, yeah, and,
0: that happens a lot here. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, and what was funny was that Chris and I thought it was in the Earth Wall Room, which is down there, and uh-huh. David actually caught it in one of the cameras on the other side of the
0: Awesome, room.
3: yeah. So it, it kind of validated it, and we were able to catch it on our, mm-hmm. on our, our, on the actual live stream that we were doing, too. Which is even cooler, too, because some of our guests kind of heard it, too, I believe. That's
0: awesome. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your guys are going to collect a lot of stuff tonight, especially your guests?
3: Um, I'm hoping. You're hoping? I'm hoping. (laughs) There's there's no on or off switch thing, so we're hoping. That's awesome. So we're hoping we could catch a lot of data for our guests and stuff like that. I think our guests are going to really love Mm -hmm. the event. Uh, This is our first event here.
0: Yeah. uh, You guys have it well organized. Yeah. Very well organized. Yeah. So
3: we have a lot of returning guests. That's great. And we got some new ones. So, uh... Yeah, so we're we're excited to bring something new to our guests and uh, and for and we'll... future
0: guests, where can they go to partake in these events through OC Ghosts and Legends?
3: Well, you could either uh, you could check our website out, or you can uh, which is Orange County or OC and Legends com, or you could even check out our Facebook. Our Facebook oh, is always up to date, and we we'll always post new things and events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of promotion on our Facebook, so always like us. Uh, Favorite follow us, ad, follow us. <laughs> Stalk us yeah. um on Facebook. that's our the more current our more current one is actually uh, Facebook that we keep up to date because a lot of our followers actually follow us. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
0: Well, thank you so much right, Andrew boom. for talking to us and good luck in tonight's investigation and event. Right, thank you. you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, guys, I ended up making my way to Dixie, who was the group's core psychic and medium and we had an amazing interview that lasted 38 minutes and I promise you guys that I had saved it on my voice memos on my phone along with everybody else's interview and for some reason it disappeared. I swear to God that I had saved it. I even searched my deleted messages and I could not find it. I had labeled it Dixie, I had saved it on my phone and it just disappeared And I don't know if it's deemed paranormal or maybe it's just something that happened on my phone. Maybe I accidentally did delete it, but it would have ended up in my deleted messages and it didn't. But the strangest thing is when I was trying to reschedule another interview with Dixie, she had mentioned that electronics tend to go haywire around her. And that wasn't the only thing. That was going crazy around her and even myself while we were having an interview. During our interview, something strange happened in the theater room at 8:45 p.m. in David's house. We were talking about the existence of hell and out of nowhere it seemed like this metal cover for the fire sprinkler on David's ceiling came off. It just fell. Right next to another guest that was entering the theater. After that happened, I want to say forty minutes later, around nine twenty, another action figure on top of the fish tank fell forward. No one was around. I asked David about the cover in the ceiling if that's a common occurrence, which I thought it was, because it would be a hazard. And he said that that cover weighs a lot. And that cover is pretty much protected and sealed in that ceiling that a great deal of force would have had to grab it and pulled it away from that ceiling. But none of us could explain it. So we'll eventually bring Dixie on board to our podcast in July. Right now she's on vacation. And we'll definitely have a great great discussion with her because she had a lot of amazing things to say and if you are interested in you know connecting with her because she is an amazing medium she's also a reiki healer she does even readings with animals you can find her at um, www.dixietandardini.com and you can also find her at Dixie Tandardini on twitter and facebook and even on instagram as well But don't fret, what I was able to collect was a recording of a seance that she conducted in the third level. And if you go on her Instagram, you can see the layout of the table that she had prepared for that seance. She used pendulums and a little map with a circle that had the arrows pointing to yes or no, where you can tell the pendulum to move yes or no whenever you're asking spirits or spirit questions. She also had it adorned with sage and candles and even serenite, which is the Ghostbusters stone, which helps repel against bad juju. And I was able to sit in during one of her seances, and we had collected a couple of EVPs that I'm sure that the OC Ghosts and Legends are now reviewing. Also during the seance, we had... um, planted a little trigger object in the earthen wall room and Chris August, who is the core leader of OC Ghosts and Legends, had placed a toy ball in that room and he placed it on the opposite side of the room and when he went back to check it, the ball somehow ended on the other side. We tried to debunk it to see if the floor was unleveled and it was leveled and in order to move this ball or have this ball move to the opposite side of the room, you had to kick it with a great deal of force. So it was, you know, inconclusive, could have been paranormal, but they're still, you know, investigating it. So here is the recording from the seance that was led by Dixie Tandordini.
4: So... What a seance really is, is more of a gathering of spirits. I don't really like the Hollywood you know, persona of seances, so it's not really so much that. It's more of just connecting with anyone that's from the light. Um, doing everything right is very important. You don't want to open up something and then something negative comes through. So I've already pre-blessed and programmed the pendulums that you have in front of you. So pretty much what pendulums are, it's a form of dousing. So it's like a Ouija board. But if you're doing it right, then you don't have to worry about anything getting attached to you and anything negative coming through. So always make sure whatever you're doing, if you're gonna use a pendulum, um, this is a great way to communicate with the other side. It's also a good way to communicate just in with anything in general. It will give you a good yes and no answer. Um, so all of them are already pre-programmed, so they know how to swing. I have maps in front of all of you that say yes, no, maybe, rephrase the question. So any direction that the pendulum swings, that's what it says, that's what it's meaning. Um, And then I made them myself, so you can make them out of anything. Um, Just make sure that when you do anything on your own to make sure that you protect yourself, make sure that you're only talking to anything that's coming from the light and be very clear on your intention with that that you only want to talk to those that are in the light because anything else you really don't want to talk to because it's just it's going to be bad news if you do so what you have is your little weight what you're going to do with this first is put it in your non-dominant hand and then you're going to kind of sweep the energy out And this is just clearing it and also connecting it with your energy. So if you are in a toxic place or somewhere that has negative energy, it's good to clear your pendulum first so it can give you the most accurate answer possible. So after you do that about like 15 times, then what you can do with it, there's two different ways to hold it. You can hold it like this, it's the pinch, or you can wrap it around your finger and hold it that way. That's the way that I like to do it because it's more sturdy. So then, you okay? So then what you're gonna do is you're gonna ask it, look at the top of it, because if you're focused on the top of it, it's easier for it to start to swing. So you're gonna ask it, give me a definite yes. And then it should go in the direction where your map is. Is everyone okay? Or is anyone having trouble with that? Is it going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you're gonna ask that you can put it to a ready position, so still it. So it's not moving. And then ask it, give me a definite no. And it should go the direction that it is on the map. Is it working for everybody? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay.
4: It's not? Mm-hmm. Wait, it in uh-huh. oh, okay. Is it going now for yeah. you? Okay.
2: You.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. So then ask it, give me a definite maybe. And it should go diagonally on there. Is it working for everybody okay so now what you're going to do with it you're going to ask it a series of questions and don't worry i wrote down all the directions and everything you guys are going to be getting goodie bags when you leave here so you're going to have the pendulum map you're going to have the directions on how to use it and what to do with it when you get home if you choose to continue doing this at home okay so what you're going to ask it is um, if you're going to connect with anyone in the house Ask, is it okay for me to connect with anyone in the house? And it should tell you your answer. It should be a yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Should I connect with anyone in the house? Is there anything blocking me from connecting with anything in the house? And that should be a no. You shouldn't have anything blocking you. Working it? Is it going for everybody? Yeah. Okay.
2: So yes. mm-hmm.
4: Is there anything? Blo- is it saying yes? There's something blocking you.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Are you feeling really fearful or apprehensive about what's mm-hmm. going on?
2: Really.
4: I'm saying yes, also me too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that usually means that <laughs> there just needs to be a really quick clearing. Happen so if you guys got something blocking you, it could be something um, maybe you don't agree with the pendulum, maybe you don't like the definition tool, whatever it could be. So I'm just gonna ask everybody's guides to kind of help clear you out a little bit so that it will help you connect with anything. Did you see the flames go, or did something happen?
7: No, my just, just going
1: so
4: crazy so like a lot. That's okay, yeah. that just means that there's a lot of energy around you. so if the pendulum is like swinging just going crazy on its own then that means there's a lot of energy guiding it so try it one more time is there anything blocking me from talking to anyone in the house is it a no now a crazy no that means you're very open (laughs) that's very good okay And the last question, which is the most important one, are all people that I'm talking to coming from the light? And it should be a yes. And that should be a very strong yes. Is everyone getting a yes? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that, you can ask whoever is in the room any series of questions. So does anyone want to start off with a question? I do. Mm -hmm.
2: Is there a little girl in the room?
4: I'm getting a yes. Is anyone else getting a yes? I got a yes. I'm not getting
2: anything. I got a yes. Big yes. Yes.
7: Yes. We have the dazzler on the table?
4: Yes. Now I'm getting a yes. Okay, good. Does anyone have any other questions for her? Will you play the dazzler for us? I'm getting maybe. I'm mm? I got a twitch yes. in my hand. Do you feel like someone's touching your hand, or do you feel like you're just getting... I just got like the weirdest like twitch, it was so weird. I, I
2: don't, don't know. know. It's, it's going that uh-huh. That's on the activity spikes. I do up. Mm-hmm.
4: Do we have it in an open place where she can get to it, if need be? The Dazzler? Near the edge on the floor, yeah, because we can put it on the couch or somewhere where she can get to it. You know, it, can't
7: always, reach over. it always goes off over here.
4: And that might be the reason why she's saying maybe, maybe because it was too far. In the way. Sorry, no, oh. was just that was me. That I wasn't. Just it. <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> I'm just sure I know. She's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just making what sure what it's on. What's
6: name
2: again? Gwendolyn.
4: Should we ask her again now that we have moved it? Mhm. Ask her again. Gwendolyn, can you play
6: the dazzling for us? Any key? Please.
4: Okay. I'm getting a yes yeah, from her. Yes, yeah. I'm
2: getting
4: a yes. Strong yes. So we just have to wait for her to be able to manifest to make that noise, because sometimes it can happen later. Mm-hmm.
7: Mm. Gwendolyn, I got your keyboard here. Can you play it? Listen, I'm gonna press the button. Can you do that?
4: Are we sure that her name is Gwendolyn? Or is that just something that... That's just can, what David says. Okay, because I don't feel like her name is Gwendolyn.
7: <laughs> Could be misidentifying. Yeah. I
4: mean, if that's just something that he named her... Wow. We can ask, um, is your name Gwendolyn? Yeah, I'm getting a no on that. I'm getting I'm getting a a no. Getting, no.
7: Can you tell us your name, where we apologize if we've been misidentifying you. We're listening.
4: I hear Sarah. I'm hearing Sarah. Or something with an S that sounds like that. I'm getting yes now that you that.
3: Are we
7: on the right track with Sarah? Can you give us a confirmation?
4: I'm If your name is Sarah, can you please hit the keyboard or touch the keyboard so it goes off? I keep hearing, I'm trying. So like, I don't know if she's like, I'm trying and like getting frustrated, like it's not making a noise. Maybe she doesn't have enough energy. Keep trying. Okay. Cause I'm feeling like a, like a huff from her, <laughs> her, like... Is anyone else feeling anything? Are you sensing anything? Did anybody, I'm sorry to interrupt,
7: did anybody hear a loud... Uh, it was It was more hidden in the background, but it was like a, a, a squeal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that. Hear
0: that. I got mm-hmm.
7: that. Oh, yeah. Check your audio for that, because okay. I, I don't know, last 30 seconds...
0: So that was a little sample, a little moosh-boosh of the type of investigation that the OC Ghosts and Legends lead in their events and their, you know, ghost tours, of course. And as that seance ended, another group was introduced to that room as we were moved to the second level of the house and then so on and so forth. Now, this is what I really appreciated about the event that was held by OC Ghosts and Legends was the fact that it was organized and it was done in a professional and timely manner. I really appreciate the fact that each and every guest had the opportunity to investigate without feeling rushed, without feeling like, you know, they were being herded like a group of cattle. I've been, you know, in a couple of paranormal investigation groups and tours at famous haunted locations where, no joke, we were literally pushed from one room to the next. We were completely rushed. And I really appreciated that they didn't do that with this group, that they allowed us to take our time. They also had a great selection of paranormal or ghost hunting equipment, such as an SLS camera an EMF meter, voice recorders. They also had pendulums and dowsing rods. And they at one point had a group of us do an EVP session. And for those individuals that didn't know what kind of questions to ask the entities or energies of that location, they had created a set of index cards with the appropriate questions to ask during an EVP session, which I thought were hashtag smart, hashtag goals. Another thing they brought out too was a boo bear during one of the investigations, which is a bear that is a trigger object which attracts younger entities. You probably have seen it in a couple of ghost adventure shows. So I've saved the best for last, guys. Here's my interview with Chris August, the brainchild of OC Ghosts and Legends.
7: My name is Chris August. I am the director of OC Ghosts and Legends. Uh, We conduct paranormal investigations as well as uh, haunted events and tours. We do that throughout the year, 365 days of the year. So it's not just a Halloween uh, ghost coming out at Halloween time. Um, I have been in the field officially since 2011. Mm -hmm. Of course, I did my own little things here and there prior to that. Uh, independently, and just kind of scoping places out, scoping places out. But uh, as of two two thousand eleven was when we really dove into doing real investigations, and uh, based on the evidence and the information that we gathered, we wanted to utilize that as a medium to bring it to the public, to give them an opportunity to see what we're catching, mm-hmm. the things that we're pulling up, the history that we're pulling up, being able to debunk uh, myths or legends that maybe uh, originated 20 years ago and it was just a game of telephone. It turned into something... Something that was watered down. Right. Yeah. Something wacky. So that's kind of fun too, to Mm -hmm. kind of really dig into that and say, wait a minute, this is totally bogus, but fun story. So so yeah, we like to pick out the places that haven't been investigated a million times. Now there's some you know critical staples the omen house is a staple queen Mary's is a staple of uh, course
4: hollywood yeah. sign yeah right. <laughs>
7: right but we also like to find places that people just haven't gone through over and over and over mm-hmm. you know places just because it, it's not notorious yet doesn't mean it's not equally as cool
2: Right.
0: Or even better. There's a lot of places like that here. Absolutely. Not just in California, but also in L.A. and outside.
7: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so we like to just, we like to find those little, as I call them, gems. Just gems that nobody's touched yet.
0: What is the biggest gem that hasn't been on Ghost Adventures, hasn't been really touched yet, that you've, like, investigated and was like, wow? Well,
7: the one that was... uh, our signature and we were very proud of but eventually ghost adventures followed, followed it
0: well they follow uh, it they followed it for a reason
7: yeah our, our big one that we're most proud of is the grand canyon caverns that was a big one yes and we were the first to ever investigate it um back in 2012 and we were there for a couple of years back and forth constantly investigating this location there's nobody who knows any anything about that place more than we do when it comes to the spirits of the caverns mm-hmm. we know every little nook and cranny of where the action's happening
0: that's amazing and you guys collected a lot of evidence Oh my gosh. as well as they did too they
7: collected a lot too and they didn't even touch a quarter of it are you serious mm-hmm. i was there for the episode i was consulting for the episode wow um, and unfortunately they they didn't even touch on most of it so they just fixated on the cavern itself mm-hmm. which granted but little do people know that everything's happening outside of the cavern. Got you. Um, but, you know, Bracken Manor is our second love. Uh, that's in Lake Arrowhead. That's probably nobody's, nobody'd really done it. But now Brack everybody's going yeah, in everybody's there. Yeah, everybody's going. Now you're giving
0: me ideas. <laughs> uh, we're
7: doing that next month. Uh, that's our big, we do it once a year. We're kind of going back to maybe two two times a year. It's huge. It's probably one of our most profound Locations where we have some insane experiences. Wow. Um, you
0: should talk to Robert Koshland of the Harris House in Glendale,
7: California. Oh, really? Okay.
0: I uh have a couple of Ps and mm. he has amazing stories. Oh, really? From that house. Really beautiful house. Oh, no, you can.
7: I love it. Um, yeah. Bizarre
0: Los Angeles did a ghost hunt and uh-huh. tour and an event over there and it was insane. Kind of, it was organized like how it is mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another place that you guys should definitely look I'll at. I'll have to
7: get that information mm-hmm. from you. Um, yeah, so the the Fern right now is our baby. That's that's the one that our our guests and the people who come to these events mm-hmm. and go where we go, um, they still come back for the Brackenfern That they is just, awesome. It's like the one. They're like, we're there every year. It's like tradition now. Mm-hmm. Brackenfern 2018, Brackenfern 2019. <laughs> so every, it's, it really has an impact to everyone who goes. So that one we're really proud of. Um, but anyway, that's my in- long-winded introduction. No,
0: no, it was a beautiful introduction. <laughs> it was awesome. How did you get involved with the paranormal? Like, uh, what triggered that, that movement into this concentration? Like, what
7: made you get involved. Huh? A fluke, really. Fluke? Really? Um, I I never really had experiences as a kid or growing up. Um I was afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I always say I grew up watching Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, That traumatized me for life. Me too. Uh, I I freaked out every time,
0: like, the unexplained segment would come and be like, yes, let it be
7: a ghost story, please. (laughs) the theme, the theme song. Yes.
0: It's
1: so haunting. It
7: traumatizes (laughs) me to this day. Even as a grown adult, I hear that intro, introduction music, and I'm still uneasy about it. Along with Robert Stack's voice. I mean, nobody beats Robert Stack. Um, So things like Unsolved Mysteries really traumatized me, and I was just terrified. I remember the UFO stories on on Unsolved Mysteries, and I would always be afraid and have to close my curtains at night because I was waiting for that beam of light to come through my window. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, just psyching myself out, always thinking there's things in my room, but I never experienced anything. Um, But in my, you know, early 20s, um, going to the Queen Mary, Mm -hmm. I think I picked something up. And, uh, I didn't know any better at the time. I didn't understand it. I didn't, but things were happening in threes after wow. I left the ship, I would have occurrences one at my house and then even one in Joshua tree when I went on a trip out there and then another one back at uh, another house somewhere else. And then it stopped. So it would just happened in three increments. What was happening? Um, be it seeing a full shadow person in my bedroom having a coffee cup slide across my desk um, being tapped on my shoulder three times and turning around and I remember it was in a corner of a room so it's like my back was faced to a corner and there's nobody back there and I remember feeling it distinctly just three taps and I remember being really startled and looking behind me and I'm expecting somebody to be there but realizing and remembering I'm in a corner there's nobody there and just these weird occurrences of something trying to get my attention Uh, then eventually I went back to the Queen Mary and, um, there was a medium who was running their shipwalks at the time and I had asked her, I said, I don't really understand this stuff all that much, but is it possible that you can take something home with you? And she said, sure. Yeah. I said, I, I think I took something and... I'm here to bring it back because it's
3: freaking me out. Can I return it like a
7: garment right. at Bloomingdale's please? Yeah. I wish I had a receipt or something to, to bring them back. Take it back, please. Um, and then it stopped for a while. Wow. And then I ended up going back to the ship for, you know, Oh, wow. I ended up going back and taking some friends and said, you know, Hey, you know, we had a good, a good time on the ship and then things were happening again. Wow. In threes right after that. So Long story short, that sparked my interest. I'm like, there's something to this. These what is going on? Why now? What is cause what is the, the circumstance that's that's suddenly making me experience these things? What am I doing? Where is it my environment? Is it something I did? Is it what's going on? Did mm-hmm. I take something from the ship? Um, and that was what catapulted me into really just being curious and I ended up connecting with a gentleman in Orange County, which is where we're from, and uh, going on some local uh, hikes and in- many investigations at our location, Black Star Canyon. We've been out there since 2011. That's that's also our signature. Uh, nobody can We can confidently say nobody knows that canyon better than we do. I mean, mm-hmm. We know every weird thing that you can imagine. Most of them happened to us and the guests that we bring out there. Um, so it the bug took over. And from then, you know, you're just hungry. When something happens, you want to try to find an answer. But most of the time, there isn't one. Right. And it just is. It is what it is. But that's exciting.
0: And this led you... To so go as far as getting your degree in metaphysical human science, is that correct? I do, yeah. The bachelor's
7: in metaphysical, yeah.
0: What is metaphysical human science?
7: <laughs> a lot of our listeners are like, whatever it is, it sounds fancy. Yes. Um well it's it's encompassing of a lot of different things. It's also just general basic life skills to start. Um Critical thinking is huge Mm -hmm. in this field. Using logic, I mean, that's... We never conclude anything to be remotely paranormal until we use our brain, you know? Critical thinking, what is the cause of this door closing on its own? Is it a slant? What's going on? So uh, the study of metaphysics and metaphysical humanistic science, so to speak, uh, is really encouraging critical thinking first and foremost. Um, But it's also encouraging you to to think of other possibilities and i'm an open-minded skeptic so i don't i don't believe or disbelieve but most of the time there's a logical explanation but for me um i have had so many experiences that i i'm just so i'm left baffled to this day Mm -hmm. that there's got to be something to this.
0: Right. There's... We parallel in that because I, yeah. I, I feel like I come from where you come from. where mm-hmm. At first I believed, but then I was taught not to be too gullible. Be logical. And right. now it's like I got to be a little more open-minded but also skeptic. And that's yes. so true. Yes. But why do these things happen and why do they, you know, appear in threes in your, you know, in your case? Mm-hmm. Why does it happen to me? Is it, am I haunted, you know, or is it the environment? And those are the questions that you're asking yourself constantly. You're trying to find answers. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah,
7: you should. um, And I encourage everyone always be skeptical. It's healthy to be skeptical. You should be skeptical. Yes. Not everything is a ghost. As much as we want it to be. That's (laughs) what I've (laughs) learned. I want it to be. Right. Yeah. But sometimes that works to my disadvantage. Sometimes I am such a naysayer in my mind. I am. I think in some ways I'm always afraid of wanting to believe that and when something happens i'm so afraid of letting that belief go so far that i lose myself Mm -hmm. i I don't know if i have a better way of explaining this but i don't want to let it take me so far that i I stop being logical Mm -hmm. so i'm very open to experiences i'm open to things happening but sometimes i just psych myself out so much that that i say a ghost can slap me tomorrow and it's still going to be the wind (laughs) <laughs> right? right
4: so because
7: I I don't want to I don't want to let myself go to go that go that yes right so I'm just always pulling myself back in no no don't don't go there but sometimes I've I have accepted things just are when it happens it just is just let it be you just kind of have to file it away as this is something very strange
2: mm-hmm.
7: I can try to explain it away for the next You know, five hours during this investigation, and maybe there won't be an an explanation. Mm -hmm. Just let it be. It just is, and accept that. Right. And I try to kind of allow myself to just let
3: it be. we got about five minutes before the uh, actual investigation starts. Um, gathering,
7: everybody. Oh wow! So yeah, it's but that's that's the fun of it, though. Mm
2: -hmm.
7: You know, I won't lie. Some sometimes debunking is fun. Yeah. Um, it is. It's, it, <laughs> it, it, it's it's fun. But at the same time, you are disappointed. Right. Because you want it to be something. But David you also feel David. really accomplished. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? We weren't stupid about this. We really... We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. There is a really easily... Uh, something easily explainable here. Um, but especially when we're able to debunk a myth. Uh, some places we go. Some Everybody hotels. On David. You know, every hotel... Uh, has a legend of somebody dying in their room or somebody being hanged in their room or whatnot. And we've gone to some cool places where we've been able to dig so deep into the history mm-hmm. that we were able to say, this is totally bogus. This never happened. And we'll tell the owners of the hotel, look, we're not trying to take this legend away from you. Yes. But between you and I, nothing, we've come up with nothing for this. Just wow. do what you want with it. Yes. Do what you want.
0: I've heard about some of these hotels. Yeah, I'm not going to drop some names, but there's <laughs> another investigator too, and historian who who has done the same research, and has you know from you know, the mouth of the owner has gotten information like it's just a legend that we created for for
7: bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and and I yeah, some of these places are are, are going to want something to stand on for their legends their ghostly legends right uh but sometimes you know especially when we get in there and we have experiences you don't have to rely on those legends that you've been sticking to we have even better experiences to offer you we have actual evidence of things that we can show you it may have nothing to do with the lady in white on on floor five you know room 573 you know um but there, we feel there is some something that we can offer the the homeowners or the business owners of these locations by offering them alternative facts and stories. Doesn't mean it has to destroy their everything that they're building on. Mm-hmm. But we can add something to that and give them something also to validate that people are experiencing things here. Doesn't necessarily have to do with the the legend of the woman on, you know, fifth floor. Right. Um. So you know. What keeps me coming back is the things that you're just left scratching your head. That's what keeps me coming back. And I love those moments. I mean they're they're few and far between, but when they happen, you're like, this is exactly why I do this. This is I mean all that time standing around, all that time listening to audio where nothing ever comes up, but this very moment right. is why I am here. And that you just latch on to. Wow. Just hope for it to happen again when it does. Who knows does
0: this place keep on bringing you back like calling out to
7: you all the time uh this house has definitely surprised us mm-hmm. um and the things that we've captured so far have happened when we least expect it and always <laughs> it tends to happen when we're not trying mm-hmm. so some sometimes we theorize that when we're just having regular conversation you know we can just be chatting and yeah. laughing and carrying on and then there is a conversation there is a, a voice in the background
0: oh 100 percent i was talking to your medium dixie mm-hmm. and when we were talking about hell not existing
7: <laughs> according to
0: her the um cover for the sprinkler or the yeah fire sprinkler on the ceiling fell just out of nowhere it just fell it really? collapsed yeah it fell from there and that happened i want to say around 8 really
7: mm-hmm. yeah that seems to be what we're noticing around here is that sometimes. You your, yeah, it's, our attention. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it doesn't have to be during an organized moment. Right. You know, it's just, let's just banter. Right. Let's just banter and carry on and let things That's work. what
0: I notice here because there have been times where I'm talking to David and I hear another voice. I'm like, who is that? And he's like, oh, it's one of them. Like I've heard a male's voice without even seeing another male in the room. You know what I mean?
7: Yeah, that's a theme we're noticing here. Oh, so yeah. we're, we're going to kind of tinker with that idea, mm-hmm. and yes, we're going to have some coordinated sessions of everyone being quiet and listening, but we're not going to uh, minimize the opportunity of one. we're just having conversation right just listen let listen. just let whatever they're trying to do maybe they're enjoying what we're conversing about maybe something was funny maybe they hate what we're talking about i don't know mm-hmm. but let's work with it let's just listen <laughs> in and see what's being said so we're going to kind of kind of experiment with that logic here tonight again and see if it happens for our guests
0: so what devices um are your devices of choice what do you like working with in an investigation
7: depends on the location and what seems to be the most successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, no matter what our bread and butter is always going to be audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that's where it happens. That's the stuff that you're listening for. Um, everyone's going to be skeptical about certain devices and you should, because nothing is, is a, um, foolproof or definitive, uh, device that can prove anything. It's all theoretical. And, um, but we're open-minded to the possibility that they can be used as a medium to communicate. And I, I just go back to the audio. That's keep it simple. and um, So keep it simple with a recorder? Keep it simple with a recorder. Yeah, that has been always, the theme of your
0: investigators. It's yeah. been the number one thing.
7: Grab your recorder. Grab <laughs> your recorder. You're not an investigator until you carry a recorder. Um, but that comes with work. It comes with, you carry that recorder, but you got to listen to that stuff. There's
0: one on your phone, guys. I always carry my, like, with my phone on and the recorder on standby.
7: I've collected things on this iPhone that I'm like, they're just unimaginable. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The the good old uh, audio recorder does does wonders, and... You know, we can have all the fancy light-up gadgets that we want, but it all just comes right back to that simple little audio recording device, because that's where everything's happening, things that we can hear in the moment and things that we don't hear at the time. But yeah, the no fail, just have the audio recorder, and that'll beat any $500 piece of equipment. Just that little digital recorder is going to work wonders for you.
0: What advice do you have for individuals that want to um, get involved in the field or become a paranormal investigator or start their own group
7: educate yourself Um, there's uh, this is a field where there's very divisive views and opinions but uh, educate yourself on everything nobody really has an answer there's no right or wrong um, but open yourself to everything and use that going in with an open mind i'm very skeptical but i'm also open to possibilities um critical thinking Mm -hmm. think not everything's a ghost and i think we're doing this field a disservice if we're not using critical thinking, because there's so much out there that you know people poke fun at, and it's easy to poke fun at it, but if you're using logic and using critical thinking, you earn so much more respect from people. Um, use your brain, and I think that'll take you a lot further than just every speck of dust being a spirit in a photo. You know, dust is not necessarily a ghost. So mm-hmm. educate yourself think and um but be open and that's that's fair and then just let things be as they will be let them happen as it happens and don't try so hard just let it be organic that's what i would recommend
0: last question how do you respond to the question do you believe in ghosts
7: i want to believe in ghosts and i think i believe in it enough to be here um they scare the hell out of me (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they scare the hell but Then of
0: I them. gotta have a company called O C right. Ghosts and Legends
7: <laughs> They scare the hell out of me, but you know what? I think they get a bad rap. And I think ghosts are um I think they're good and we're just scared of, of things we don't understand. Yes. And that's why I do what I do, because I'm trying to break through that barrier of being afraid of something that I just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it's bad. So, um I want to believe and I do believe there's something, there's more to this, but we don't have the answers yet.
0: And before we sign off, where can we get more information on OC Ghosts and Legends?
7: Yes, you can check us out directly on our website. That's uh, ocghostandlegends.com. You can also find us on Facebook, O.C. Ghosts and Legends. Uh, Instagram, O.C. Ghosts and Legends. So that's I mean you're noticing a theme here. Uh, YouTube, we're everywhere. And uh, we love interacting with everyone. So we really encourage everyone to check us out. Come out and see what we're doing. Love to have you.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, thank thank you. you. And you guys do an amazing job. Thank FYI, you, so you have a great team. It's like what I said before art bell's quote there are things that our brains just can't understand and for the oc ghosts and legends that's what they seek out to find the things that our brains just can't understand when it comes to the paranormal their whole purpose is not about fame or notoriety and it's not about business and it's definitely not about who investigated what haunted location first it's just finding what is the source Of what causes that thing to go bump in the night. What causes those cold spots. What causes the hair in the back of our necks to stand up at certain times. Or why some of us can see and feel things that others can't. And that's the thing about the unknown. It's just that. It's the unknown. And it's inconclusive. I think I'll let the crew from the OC Ghosts and Legends do the closer with their key quotes from their interviews don't hide your freak don't hide your crazy yes um don't be afraid
1: approach everything with an open mind and who cares what other people think
5: Uh, whoever's invited you into their house or their uh, their facility, you know, they're there to get answers and you're there to provide them with the answers.
6: So. Go about it the right way. Learn how to per- spiritually protect yourself, like mm-hmm. whoever it is, whatever it is you pray to, like get that energy around you, get good at that, get good at mastering your own energy and your own thought process.
3: You know, always just keeping open mind about things. And so I don't want to always rule out something that's going to be paranormal.
7: Educate yourself, think and, um, be open and that's that's fair and then just let things be as they will be let them happen as it happens and don't try so hard just let it be organic that's what i would recommend
0: big thank you to oc ghosts and legends and another big thank you to David Omen of the Omen House. If you guys are interested in learning more about the Omen House, head on over to omenhouse.com for information on upcoming events. There's another event coming up on April the 20th. That's this Saturday. If you're listening to it this episode this week, there are tickets still available. So head on over to theomenhouse.com for more information and tickets. Till next time, guys. Always remember, stay Holly Weird.